This is Ashley, and this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to talk about the return on investment of Mentor Me programs. I really love talking about this topic because I think that one of the things that I've recognized over the course of my mentoring professional women is that lots of women don't really think about or spend a lot of time reflecting on the value of them investing in themselves and their career development. And I think that's because when it comes to professional development or sort of growth and development, Lots of women think that that's their employer's responsibility. It's your boss's job to invest in your professional development, or it's your university or college's job to invest in your professional development. And because a lot of women come from that sort of mind, it's hard to think about and reflect on how you should be investing in your own professional development. But one of the things that I know is true, and, and this is, you know, because of the, the women that I've served in mentorship and the women who see the most significant, you know, financial returns and the most significant sort of personal returns based on their values is that there is an investment that women make in themselves. And when they do, the return is so great and it's so significant. And so some examples of that for my own mentees, for example, my mentee Selena invested $3,500 in herself to join the accelerator and secured a $20,000 salary increase in a senior level role. My mentee Natalie invested $3,500 in herself to join the accelerator and secured a $27,000 salary increase and found the ability to advocate uh, for herself again and really found her voice in her industry. My mentee Shawatha invested $3,500 in herself to join the accelerator and secured a $30,000 salary increase and bonuses and moved away from the backbreaking work of floor nursing to healthcare administration. My mentee Afisha invested in herself um, with a $3,500 um, investment to join the accelerator and now is a t- entertaining multiple six-figure offers at top employers. And, you know, certainly the, you know, $30,000, $27,000, $20,000 thousand dollar salary increases are no the things that I love to talk about and celebrate when women are earning those. But when I think about these individual women and and just how much more confident they are in them themselves, how much more sure they are of themselves, how they're, you know, no longer doing, you know, really challenging work, really demanding physical work, you know, and they're now able to use their knowledge and, and their skill sets to 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 more use their mind, their thoughts, their brain, rather than their bodies to earn money. It just, it just is so affirming to me and a reminder that definitely the return on investment is you making more money, but also the return is like a fulfilling career and the peace of mind that you can earn money and not have to do backbreaking work and you can earn money and feel, you know, self-assured and confident in yourself and, and not be, letting imposter syndrome sort of ruin your life and ruin your career and have you constantly second guessing yourself. And so those are some of the reflections I have about investing. And I will tell you in my own life and career, I invest heavily in myself. I invest heavily in the support I need to grow and develop as a professional, as an individual, you know, as a business owner, you know, all there's so many investments that I'm making and each one of them, there's a return, not only because I, you know, 
make smart investments in myself and, you know, do the research to, to learn about the people I want to work with. But I'm also really focused on getting the outcome, right? Like not make, making sure I take full advantage of the things that I, that I say I want, that I desire. And so, and leveraging the, the strategies and the resources and the tools to get me there. And so if you're a professional woman who works in corporate nonprofit and educational leadership, and you haven't invested in yourself through mentorship, and you know, that's the best next step for you to really get unstuck at work, for you to make more money in your career, for you to actually advance your career beyond where you are right now, then I want to invite you into mentorship. I'm accepting new mentees right now. And I'm really excited to support a new cohort of uh, women this um, April and May in the first half of the year to really help women advance their careers in a meaningful way. You can go right to my website at mentor-me.org. That's N-E-N-T-O-R-Me.org. I'm excited to serve you. I'm excited to really help you see the value of the return, see the value of investing in yourself, and of course, see a beautiful return. Next up is I Digress. And this week, I wanted to talk old school gospel. I grew up in the church. I grew up in the the Kojic Church of God in Christ Church. And I'm so grateful for that rearing and that upbringing in knowing my faith and, and knowing God personally and having a personal relationship there. And I wanted to sort of talk about some of the amazing traditions that I grew up with in the church. And I also wanted to take some time to reflect on what it was like to go back to church in person for the first time in two years since the height of the pandemic and why that was just such a beautiful experience for me. So if you grew up in the church, if you're a faith-based person, you'll really enjoy this episode and some of these reflections. Let me know if you can relate. And then of course, if you're not, I hope to introduce you um, to a bit of myself and maybe even some deeper, you know, things for you to reflect on or ways for you to start your own tradition, faith traditions. So my upbringing, my, my parents, you know, regularly brought me and my siblings, I have six younger siblings. So they brought us to church. We attended a church for most of my life called Greater St. Mark or St. Mark Church of God in Christ. And then we attended a church called Kasuth, God in Christ. And they were of a faith called Kojic. So the church of churches of God in Christ, it's a type of sort of a sect, I guess, of Christianity. And there's some pretty stringent sort of rules and guidelines to be a part of the Kojic church. This is a church faith that is very much gendered, you know, men are pastors and elders, women can be missionaries, you know, there's lots of restrictions around what you can wear and, you know, how you should behave, what activities you can do, lots of like sort of traditions and restrictions. And, and th- that was a big part of my sort of church upbringing, like couldn't, you know, wear pants. I don't think I wore a pair of like jeans or pants until I was like 16 years old. And a lot of members like didn't wear jewelry, you know, they wore their head covered, lots of those kinds of traditions. And I also remember some, you know, and I guess growing up, I didn't really think too much about the restrictions because... I don't know. I didn't know any other way of life. So I didn't, you know, like I knew like my friends could like wear jeans, for example, (laughs) they could like go visit friends or go to the skating rink. Like they had more flexibility, I guess, than I did. But I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel like I was missing out on too much, especially when I was younger. I think once I became a teenager, I was like, the world is out there and I'm missing out. But like when I was younger, it wasn't that big of a deal. But like I, 
I think some of the, my favorite traditions of growing up in the church is like sort of how they involve children and what they call youth. And so we would have Christmas speeches and Easter speeches. We, you know, we would um, memorize scriptures or sayings and we would share them in front of the church. We'd have practices, we'd have plays, different just ways to keep the kids engaged. And I always like really loved that and appreciated that. And it was fun to participate, you know, with my church friends um, and cousins sometimes. So that was always really special. I remember, you know, the tent revivals in the summertime, we would have huge, huge tents, like think like the biggest wedding, outdoor wedding you've ever been to. One of the huge white tents that they use that we would have those and we would put them outside the church and, you know, we would have church outside and, you know, people would come and they would, you know, worship with us and people would come from different towns and different cities. And my mom, the first entrepreneur I ever knew, (laughs) would like sell food plates out the back of her van and chips and soda to the local kids. And she would barbecue. (laughs) She would barbecue out there and sell food. It was just amazing. It was like an amazing experience. And we would run around the church and and just play. I remember classes for young girls, they called them purity classes. And we would learn about sex and our bodies and hormones and emotions. And a a big part of the the church tradition is purity, particularly before marriage. And so we would have ceremonies and classes around that. And I remember feeling like not shame or guilt, but more just like honoring my body and sort of respecting my own identity and my own value. And and that was always really special. And the music, I feel like there's nothing like all school church music, you know, Hezekiah Walker, Kirk Franklin, Shirley Caesar, John P. Key, just so much good, good music that I grew up in the church with. And, you know, it's so easy for me to recall like old school gospel music, old school harmonies. Like I remember our youth choir, like wanted to like do some, like there was these, you know, what do you call it? Like Christian rap or whatever. And we were dabbling in that and the whole church was like a miss. Like, what are they, what are the youth doing? You know, they're too hippity hoppity and us pushing back against that and, you know, singing the songs that we wanted to sing. And they, you know, in reflection, they were so tame. They were still so churchy, but, (laughs) but, you know, just like coming of age and making mistakes and like asserting your very little authority was some of my favorite things to do with my, with my peers in church. And, I'm just so grateful that I grew up like in a, like in a, in faith. I was just reflecting the other day that I feel like that helps me stay so grounded. It helps me not get so (laughs) self-absorbed. It helps remind me that I'm not in control of everything that I, that, you know, the world doesn't revolve around me, that there's more, you know, than me and that my, my source of, my source of strength, my source of help, my answers don't come from me, you know, and that, that I, it's important that I am reminded of the love and, and, and care that God provides me and that I, you know, seek God when I, when I need things. And I'm reminded of what, where my help comes from when I, when I reflect on that. And so, yeah, that's, those are just such beautiful reminders. And I was reminded of a lot of that recently when I went to church for the first time in more than two years, since the height of the pandemic, my church 
has had virtual services since March 2022, but for Easter this year uh, in 2022, I was able to go to church in person and oh my goodness, it was such an amazing experience. Just like getting dressed up and, you know, walking um, into the church and seeing everyone and going into the sanctuary and, you know, remembering the traditions of like when to stand up and when to sit down, you know, when you're sitting from home, you can just like sit down the whole time. <laughs> you know, you're, you can get up and make some breakfast. You can, you know, go grab some water. Like, but, you know, like I love the traditions um, of the church, you know, and, and I think that there's something to be said for tradition. There's something to be said for nostalgia, right? And of course, you know, the church now has new LED screen screens. And of course, it now still streams online. So those things aren't going away, nor, nor should they. But I do think that there's so much value in being able to being able to go to church. And man, I did not want it to end. Like after church, I was just kind of standing there like, oh, let's go again. Like, can you give us more? Preach longer. Sing another song. Bring the praise dancers back out. You know, like, I don't know. It was just really beautiful. And I'm so excited to be able to like incorporate going to church back in my life. Like that was part of my weekly routine growing up. I love the traditions of going to church and I don't want to I don't want to just go because to go, right? Like I don't, I don't want to go just to go. I don't want to, I don't want to just make it a tradition because I used to have it, but I want to center, you know, worship, you know, connecting with other believers and, and, and going to church. Like I want to make sure that that's centered in my life. And so I'm excited to incorporate that back. Um, have that quiet still time to just really worship and reflect and meditate. I'm just really excited about that. So I digress, but if you grew up in the church, if you can relate to any of the things that's in my gospel story, my gospel experience, if you like me, love you, the John, um, not John, but Kirk Franklin essentials playlist on Apple music, <laughs> let me know. Feel free to send me a DM at Ashley Ashire on Instagram or at school of life podcast on Instagram, or shoot us an email at hello at schoolandlifepod.com. Thanks so much. And next up is TVT. And I am going to tell you all a bad TV habit that I have. So I love TV. Episodic TV is something I love. And that's all you have the segment on the show because I, you know, love it so much. I'm not a movie girl. I really would much rather watch like 15 episodes of a TV show than like one two hour movie. Like that is just, you know, me through and through. But a bad TV habit I have is that I will watch the same TV show over and over again. And this is not never more evidence than my recent rewatching of For the People. I'm pretty sure this is a show that used to come on ABC, maybe like sometime between 2018 and 2021. I loved it. You guys know I love legal dramas. It was like a legal drama ensemble cast of four or five district attorneys and four or five public defenders and like them going head to head in New York. And yeah, I really loved it. It was so good. It, it was so, it was so like focused on social issues, focused on their personal lives, focused on the law, focused on the, the defendants, focused on the accused. And it was just really, really good TV. And recently I was, you know, done watching all of my shows for the week and looking for something to watch. And my fiance hadn't seen it yet. So I was like, oh yeah, we can watch this. And I turned it on. Of course, he's not really watching. I'm watching. I'm like plugged in. So yeah, I'm back at it again. I'm back to my old habits. I'm back to my bad TV habits, but I think I might watch the whole series again, just because like, it's been a while. 
and I don't really remember everything. And as long as I don't remember and it doesn't feel redundant, I can watch again because I don't remember. So it's like new TV all over again. And listen, if I can watch Law and Order one million times, every episode I've seen of that, I can definitely rewatch this. So, and it's, I feel like it's a little bit more modern too than some of like the old, you know, 2020 or 20, 2001 Law and Order episodes that I sometimes watch. <laughs> So let me know if you have the same bad TV habit. I know someone who's watched New Girl like 11 million times. So I know I'm not alone in this. But if you, <laughs> if you too watch the same TV shows over and over again, just know that like we are kindred spirits because my goodness, I will like dive right back into something. Although I have been watching more YouTube videos and I'm really enjoying that as a new form of like education. Like I just learned so much from random people on YouTube about all kinds of interesting things. Lately, I've been into home decor and home design and all these people like DIYing their houses or like, like decorating their houses and how they do it. I am not a DIY girl. I, I confess that I, I've given up on DIY. It's not my thing, but I do really appreciate like seeing other people do it or more like decorating design <clears throat> or I get design ideas from them too. So I really love that. That's always a joy to watch, but bad TV habit. I, I'm sure I won't watch these YouTube videos again, but the TV I can always go back to. So that wraps up this week's episode of School and Life. Thanks so much for listening. This is a great time for you to share School and Life with a friend. If you know someone who would benefit from the conversations we're having here, then share the podcast with them. Drop the link in your group chats, in your group meets, and let them know that you listen and you think that they should catch um, one of your favorite episodes and they should listen to. Thanks so much. Have a great week. School's out. Class dismissed.